Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode of the Championship Roundtable. I'm your host, Jake Jackman, and you can reach us at the podcast by emailing championshiproundtable at gmail.com. I'm Russ Golden. I host Cottage Talk, and you can actually follow the Twitter account for the show at Cottage Talk. And also, my other Twitter account is Russ underscore Goldman. Uh, Cottage Talk is a podcast about Fulham Football Club. Hi, yeah, I'm Kevin. Um, I edit the Leeds United Mad website. I do bits and pieces for Radio Yorkshire and Made in Leeds TV. And my Twitter handle is uh, Leeds United underscore Mad. Hi, uh, my name's Lee Jenkins. I'm Sheffield Wednesday fan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Second Touch is a Tackle. Um, also at Jenks16. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. We'll start making a round to where each of us have a few minutes to discuss what's been happening at our clubs this past week. We'll start with you for this one, Russ. A good win yesterday for Fulham over Huddersfield. Did us a massive favour, something we've not been doing for Fulham recently. But um, what were your thoughts on the game and sort of how Ful- what's been going on at Fulham at the moment? Well, what's interesting is uh, I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, when we got to the halfway point of the season... On Cutterstock, we were talking about how Fulham needed to go on a run. They needed to win four or five in a row, and they hadn't been able to do that. They actually won three in a row, and then they got a draw, but they have not been able to win four or five in a row. Well, I never would have thought I would be saying this at the end of the season, but now they've won four in a row. It's something that they needed at some point during the second half of the season. It's uh, been amazing to watch uh, and follow to see this team really grow as the season goes on and, and really get better as the season's gone on. And, and this match epitomizes it playing against a, a team like Huddersfield town that likes to possess the ball, just like Fulham do. And Fulham actually just took advantage of their opportunities better than Huddersfield town and got an impressive victory. Uh, many teams, when they go down a goal, especially on a penalty, many can just uh, go down from that point. It was early on in the match. So there was plenty of time, but, uh, Fulham never dropped their heads. They actually then scored four goals after that and just took over the match from that point on. And uh, it really was an impressive victory. It's funny because I keep saying, well, is this the most impressive victory of the season? Uh, I still go to that North City match as being the most impressive. But this is pretty much up there. And, and it just shows Fulham supporters that we are now really moving up the table and we should be where we are. We are in the top six, and uh, I hope we stay there. Yeah, it's a massive victory, especially where you went behind to the early goal. It would have been easy to let your heads drop, but that didn't happen. I just want to ask you quickly on your manager, Salisa Jokanovic, because he's been linked to West Ham in, in recent weeks since you've last come on. What were your yeah. thoughts on that, and do you think that there's a possibility he, he could move if you don't go up this season? You know, uh, it's a valid topic because I, I saw the links as well, and... and, and uh, I don't think so. I, I just, I don't think so. He 
just recently committed to Fulham for two more seasons, and I and I just I have a strong feeling he's going to stay. But listen, when you're a manager of a team that's on the rise, this is going to happen, and uh, I'm not surprised by it. But uh, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's linked to other jobs as well. Uh, I just think that this is his team. It's been built with the management team around him, and it's really you know they play for him, and this is built for him. So I really hope he stays because this is really Slavisa Jokanovic's vision and team. So uh, I'm hopeful that he stays, Jake, to answer your question. Yeah, moving on to Leeds with you now, Kevin. It's gone a little bit downhill since you last came on. You're now out of the playoff positions. You've not won in three matches. Uh, The performance I saw when you played against us wasn't great, and your results following that haven't been too much of a surprise based on what I saw. What is sort of your current thoughts on Leeds, and are you still confident you can get into the top six? Well, it's going to be very difficult now, obviously, because everybody above us um, are more or less there, I think, really. Another point for um, Reading, and they're there. Uh, another win for Chef Wednesday and Huddersfield, and they're there. Um, I think Fulham just need a victory because their goal difference is far superior to anybody else's in the in the playoff positions. So it's going to be very difficult. It's going to take a really, really... Um, I don't know, a funny set of results through, say, for the last two games for us to do it. But there's always hope. Obviously, we've got a massive game against Norwich. It's a full house already next um, Saturday. And obviously, we finish off at Wigan, who look like they might be going down um, with uh, Rotherham. Um, so it could be, yeah, we could get six points, but we may not still do it. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, when we, we beat Brighton on March the 18th, I thought quite convincingly, you know, to say that they are probably going to go up as champions. We made them look quite an ordinary team that evening. And uh, I think the thing that killed us was the international break, really, because when we got back from the international break, we were just a different team. We, we, we weren't gelling at all. We had a patchy result at Reading, lost 1-0, went down to Brentford, lost 2-0. Gained a bit of respect again with the 3-0 win against Preston. Got Like you say, we got a very lucky draw at Newcastle. And then the last two games have just been a disaster, really. And one win, one draw, four defeats doesn't get you into a player position, unfortunately. If we could have at least won one of those or a couple of those, we'd probably be nicely in the playoffs now. But uh, it's just one of those seasons I think we've overachieved to get where we are anyway. Gary Monk's done a great job. He's only been there 10 months. We haven't spent a lot of money on players or anything. We didn't really get anybody in in January to pump it, pump up the team and make sure we got into the playoffs. So he's done a he's done a brilliant job and the resources he's had. He's only been there, like I say, ten months. Hopefully he'll get another crack at it again next season and bring his own players in and give it a real go. Uh, and not bother with the playoffs next season, try and get automatic. But you know, it's uh, it's been a great season overall, but it's just the last few games that put a bit of a dampener on things, which is very disappointing. But that's football. Um, I'm not saying, you know, the teams above us obviously deserve to be where they are because they've had good seasons as well. And to finish seventh after sort of battling for 15th and 13th for the last two or three years, it's been a, uh, quite refreshing, really, to see the team play really well, especially at Ellen Road. And you go down to Ellen Road now and you expect Leeds to play well, but it's our away form since the turn of the year has been a bit patchy and it's, it's probably let us down on the final hurdle. So, you know, it's a, it's a case of uh, so near so far. But like you say, football's 
a very strange game. Anything can happen in the last couple of games, but you just can't see the teams above us messing things up like we've messed things up over the last few games. I wouldn't be so down on your on your hopes just yet. I, I still think you've got quite a good chance. We, your last two games are both very winnable, and I think if you win them, you, you've got a very good chance of making the playoffs. I, I just want to ask you briefly about your match yesterday, because uh, uh, Burton is, is a difficult place to go. I just want to know what your thoughts were and what went wrong there. Was, was it just uh, an overall performance, or were, were you the better team? I haven't really seen the game, so just like yeah. to hear your thoughts on the game, really. Yeah, we started the game. We started off really well. We had, I, I, I thought we had a perfectly good goal disallowed in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes, but I think he gave it for offside. Nobody's really sure. But if that goal would have counted, I think we would have gone on and won the game fairly comfortably. Um, they, they more or less scored with the first sort of attempt on goal. I think it shocked us so much that a few minutes later they scored another one. So, yeah, we pulled one back more or less straight away. But it was just one of those games really where it's a difficult place to go. I mean, a few top teams have uh, struggled at Burton this season. But if you're given a choice of um, winning the last three games against Burton away, Norwich home and Wigan away, a really professional team would think, yeah, we're going to do it because that's our season now. And we just sort of faltered at the first hurdle. So, yeah, we're just uh, the team... The team tried. You could see they were trying to win the game. It, we were just lacked the quality, really, to sort of open them up and make sure we got the three points. So it was very disappointing. But like you said, Jake, you, you never give up. There's two games to go. you got to try and get maximum points and see what happens everywhere else. Yeah, and moving on to Sheffield Wednesday, have you now, Lee? What, what are your thoughts on the game yesterday and your sort of current thoughts on how Wednesday are in the table and the playoff situation as well? Uh, yeah, obviously I'm sat here. Uh, I'm extremely excited uh, and happy with how we're playing at the minute. Um, five wins uh, on the spin. Um, that's basically taken us unbeaten in the last six, which puts us firmly at the top of the form table. And we've kind of hit form at the right time, really. Um, I would say that if you'd have asked me that question a month ago, I'd have been really worried about April. But we've come through April, some tough games, uh, and I, I'm really happy with, with where we are. Um, Although we were getting results um, since Christmas, we've been getting a lot of good results, but the performances haven't really been there. And um, coming towards the end of end of the season, you're looking for performances to match sort of the results. But um, finally, we've started to click into gear. Um, I'm sure I'll come on to it later, but we've we've hit form with some players like Stephen Fletcher, who started to really knock the goals in, and, and that's really helped. And uh, we've got some key players coming back. And um, yesterday's result was uh, fantastic in the sense that we've not beaten Derby for something like 16 matches now. So to go on and, and beat them really gives us the confidence as, as supporters that we're going to have a, a good end to the season. Um, so I'm full of confidence and I'm really happy with where we are at the moment. Yeah, on Stephen Fletcher, that's an interesting point because whenever Louis's been on the podcast, he's been talking about a lot of the strikers you've got. You've got quite a good uh, selection. You've got Sam Wendell, Gary Hooper, Jordan Rones, you know, uh, all those players. And the two that came in in January, a lot of people forgot about Stephen Fletcher. Do you think that he he's going to be sort of the main striker going into the playoffs? Do you think he's he's uh, the one in form and the one that um, Carlos Carvajal will rely on? Um, it looks that way. Um... I think, unfortunately for Carlos, we've had that many options in the attacking lineup that he struggled to really um, find the two that he wants to go with. Um, Forestieri has struggled with injury. Uh, Hooper's only recently come back. And he was kind of swapping and changing quite a lot. Um, 
fortunately for us, Fletcher's hit a little bit of form, so he's four goals in his last five games, and he's played his way in, really. Um, Hooper's looked um, absolutely different class since he's come back, and they've kind of formed a little bit of a partnership. And, you know, Fletcher, for all his, um, his problems, he has been playing football uh, in the Premiership for a long, long time. So to drop to the Championship, you would think that eventually he's going to find his form, and, and thankfully he's doing that now. Yeah, no, I'll just and on Newcastle this week, we've not really had a game since last Monday, so I don't have a great deal to talk about. It, it did look bleak uh, when we finished against Ipswich last week. Uh, Huddersfield were eight points behind us with two games in hand, and it, it looked like they, they could could have really pressed us and, and put us under a lot of pressure. But luckily for us, we, we were given a reprieve. Derby got a late equaliser against them, and then Russ's Fulham did us a massive favour yesterday so that, that's made it a little bit more comfortable going into the last few games because it, it was getting to the point where if we if we were going to drop into those playoffs if we were going to completely choke this promotion I was not confident at all but now I think we're only a win away from confirming promotion I think if we beat Preston tomorrow we, we will be promoted so that is that would be relieving and, and it, it, it's such a difficult league I think that's the one thing I've really taken from the last few weeks is that after the Huddersfield game when we were top of the league and on the back of two massive wins I thought we were going to get there quite comfortably and sort of win the league but that wasn't the case you know we've lost against Ipswich Sheffield Wednesday Fulham have all beaten us so we drew to Leeds as well it's been difficult I think we've only won twice in the last eight games which isn't really promotion form but luckily we've built up enough points and we should just about get there we, we had a few players voted into the the pfa team of the year i think jamal sales shelby and gail got into that so that was quite pleasing for for, for them as individuals especially as sales because he, he's had a difficult time recently you know it's his first season as captain and that'll do the world for his confidence so even if i don't think he probably deserved to be in that team it's, it's going to be a good thing for us moving forward because he's a player that needs a lot of confidence and hopefully he will get that and finish the season strongly so yeah, I don't have a great deal to say about Newcastle. If we if we win tomorrow, we get promoted, so that is going to be good. Hopefully, hopefully that happens because I I can't deal with it dragging on much further. But yeah, that's fairly happy. We've got the job done. People may may say that Rafa's not done what he should have done. He hasn't won the league. We've got the biggest budget, but. Like I said before, this podcast, Brighton have been custom built for this league. They've been in the league for such a long time. They got so close last season. They made good additions and the players are used to the league as well. So I always thought they had an advantage for most of the season. I thought we were going to do it, but but it doesn't look like we will. So I don't think it's a great failure. I'm not going to lose much sleep over it. So yeah, we'll just move on into next season. And hopefully we, we stabilise in the Premier League again and we do have to come back to this league for a long time because it is such it's so difficult to get out of and any teams coming down next season they're going to find it even harder I think. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But just moving into the topics for today, as, as we've got three clubs that are in the contention for the playoffs, uh, regardless of what Kevin thinks, I think Leeds do have a good chance. What are your thoughts on, on the playoff situation at the moment? And are you each confident of finishing in the top six? I guess that question's already been answered by Kev, but... Um, for the rest of you as well, and then, then looking closely at the playoffs and, and moving into the moving into those at the end of the season, places are going to be confirmed in a couple of weeks. And are there any teams that you want to avoid in those playoffs, or any teams that you want to face in, in the semi-final, especially? Uh, we'll start with you on this one, Ross. Wow, you gave me a lot to uh, talk about here. Uh, let's start off with the playoff race. It goes back to what you just said, Jake. It's such a competitive league, and as you can look at the table right now, it's very close. Even Reading is only uh, three points ahead of uh, us form at six. So it's that tight uh, between all the teams. And then, of course, you have Leeds United only three points behind us. So it's very tight. It just shows how competitive the league is. Uh, and that's one thing that I've learned that you've learned this year, Jake. It's just so competitive. So uh, I don't know how this is all going to shake out because uh, uh, we all have chances to get points in these uh, upcoming matches. I am confident, though, that the Fulham are going to get in the top six. Uh, they do have the de- their destiny in their own hands. Uh, they do have a huge derby match at home against Brentford. And uh, obviously extra special playing Brentford. But the way Fulham are playing right now, I have to feel confident that they can get all three points. I don't want to go into that last game against Sheffield Wednesday with having to uh, to win or get a draw to, uh, to get us in. I-, I want them to take care of business against Brentford, uh, and then and then we can face Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, and still, you know, because that's going to be a tough game one way or another, I hope that they take care of business uh, in the next uh, next match. If there's if there's a team that I would like to avoid, uh, it might surprise you guys. It's actually Leeds United. Uh, I would like to avoid Leeds United. And the reason being is that it's about matchups. Leeds United are a tough team to beat. Uh, they don't beat themselves. They let you beat yourself, and that's what they do, and, and they take advantage of their opportunities. And I have much respect for what's going on with Leeds United. If you do not get to the uh, top six this season, uh, you're going to be there next season because this team is building something. It's a good program that Gary Monk is, is building. This team I actually fear. Uh, they might only be three points behind us, and we're in six. If they get in there somehow... It's a team that that I know I think will give Fulham problem, uh, problems just based on how they play and how they would make things difficult for us. It really is a matchup situation. The other team that, you know, again, a team that, that would give us problems would probably be Sheffield Wednesday, and we're going to be facing them upcoming as well. Th- those are really the two teams. Uh, I don't fear them playing Reading. I certainly don't fear them playing Huddersfield Town. I say bring it to either one of those teams. If we're facing either one of those teams in the semifinals, I'm expecting Fulham to be in, at Wembley. I do. Uh, if, obviously, we get into the top six. So so that's the way I see it, Jake. Yeah, just moving on to you now, Kevin. You've already said you don't expect Leeds to finish in the playoffs, but what your, what's your current read on the on the playoffs as, as a whole? Who do you think are the form teams heading into those playoffs? Unfortunately, they're all form teams apart from us, by the, by the looks of things. Uh, yeah, I'm very surprised Reading uh, have achieved 
what they've achieved this season. Right? They got beat 7-1 by Norwich, for goodness sake, the other week. But they, they pulled it around with two excellent victories. But they then got beat again by Forrest yesterday. So a very, very unusual side, uh, Reading, to be in, in the top six. But Jap Stam's obviously done a good job in his first season there. I, I like to point out as well, there's been a lot of banter between um, Wednesday and Leeds fans on the Twitter sphere today. I think one of my favourite ones was... Um, uh, an owl fan saying, I've, I've just bought one of those championship playoff electric lawnmowers. I opened the box and it's got no leads in it. I thought that was quite funny, actually. <laughs> but You've got to laugh at these things, otherwise you end up crying, I think. But yeah, I mean, um, we've, we've beaten Wednesday twice this season. Uh, we've lost to Huddersfield twice this season. We've drawn with Fulham twice this season. We've beaten Reading once. We've lost once. So our form against them has been fairly good. Obviously, town seem to have the upper hand against us. If we do get there, it's a big if, obviously. I'd probably want to avoid Uddersfield in the semis. I probably want to avoid Fulham as well, to be honest, because I think Fulham are probably the best team we've played this season. Uh, the best team to come to Ellen Road, anyway. We we robbed them of a victory earlier in the season when Chris Wood scored four minutes into injury time. They were the better team at Craven Cottage, even though we got an early goal. It was a known goal. Um, Tom Kearney, obviously one of our old boys, goes back a long way. He's a Leeds lad. Uh, he got the equaliser four minutes in injury time again, so you could say they got the own back on us. But they were, they've been two of our toughest games this season against Fulham. So if we did get there, I'd like to avoid Fulham, avoid maybe Huddersfield. And that means, uh, yeah, Reading or Wednesday, I wouldn't mind too much because we've had, we played quite well against them this season. And uh, in, a, in a final, obviously, it's, it's not always who's better going into the final, it's who's better over those 90 minutes or 120 minutes on the day. Because I remember when Derby played QPR a few seasons ago, um, Obviously, Derby were the better team for 90% of the game, but uh, they ended up losing and QPR uh, got promoted. So it's not always, not always the best team that wins these things. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the last two games of the season pan out and if we get a chance of obviously getting in there and spoiling somebody's party. But, you know, we live in hope, I suppose, like you say. Yeah, I, I'd agree with a lot of what you're saying. Uh, from my perspective of what I've seen of all the teams is that I would say Sheffield Wednesday and Fulham are the, are the two teams to avoid. And it's going to be interesting to see what their match is like on the final day because a lot of momentum could be taken from that because they, they have a very good chance of meeting each other at some point during the playoffs. So that'll be an interesting one for everybody to watch and sort of gain uh, some perspective on both teams. Reading, I've talked about them a lot this season. I don't know how they're there, and, and they're going to get there now. I can't see, I can't see them losing their last two games. They're going to be in the playoffs. They, they've, I, they, he's, he's done something, Yapstam. I don't know what it is, but he's done something. But I wouldn't expect them to be a great threat. And and the way Huddersfield are going as well, they're really sort of stuttering to the end. They've, although I've been looking at the Huddersfield results for the last few weeks, thinking they might get finish above Newcastle. They've really been dropping some quite silly points, I think. So, they're. They're not a team to fear, and they don't score too many goals. And as Fulham have shown, if you get at Huddersfield, you can get a lot of lot of success against them, isn't it? Nine goals the Fulham have scored against Huddersfield this season. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's nine to one, so that's yeah. why I'm feeling pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is quite remarkable considering the season that Huddersfield are having as well. Yeah. So I, I, they're a team that I think are, are very good at beating the the lower teams, but in in the top games they haven't had as much success or at least they don't play as well and I think they're definitely going to be one that 
that teams could beat in the playoffs. But Lee, what is your sort of reading on the playoffs? Is there, is there any team you want to avoid in that? And do you think that Leeds have a chance? We'll see your thoughts on that as you're sort of in a similar area. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at it, I think uh, the teams that are currently in the playoff spots, it's basically obviously in their hands. Um, the, the golden point figure really is 80 points for us, um, which means Leeds have not got no chance of catching us if, if we get to 80 points. So for me, I'm looking at um, the Ipswich game, which is our next game away at Ipswich. Um, if we can sort of come away with, with three points, I think that will guarantee us um, playoffs places. And then potentially we're going to the Fulham game with a little bit more pressure off us. Um, potentially we might even then do Leeds a favour if the pressure's off and we can we can get three points over Fulham as well. So for me, um, the next game is a vital game, and if we can secure our playoff place next next Saturday, then I'll, I'll be really happy with that. Um, in terms of the teams around us, um, I hope Leeds do us a favour and don't um, get into the playoffs because um, obviously meeting them in the semi final, the playoffs would be a massive massive game for both clubs. Um, Potentially, it would be a great final, but I hope to God we don't meet them in the in the semi-finals. Um, in terms of the other teams, um, unlike you guys, I would um, hate to play Reading in the semi-final. Um, they've beaten us twice already this season. Um, we've uh, lost two-one and two-nil, and both times we've probably been the better team. But for whatever reason, I think it's Stam's style of football. We've just been. Um, unable to break them down. Um, the last game at Hillsborough, we were miles better team losing 1-0 and in the last few minutes have gone away and, and counted us and scored the sucker punch. So they're just a team that are really sticky and, and I wouldn't like to face them. Um, hopefully we get Huddersfield. Um, I'm really banking on us getting into that position and hopefully um, meeting Huddersfield in the semi-finals. Um, it's going to be tricky, but... We seem to have the upper hand over this field and I would be more than confident that we could beat them over two legs. Um, so for me, hopefully Leeds don't make it into the playoffs. Uh, we can get with this field in the semi-final and um, hopefully pay, the, the players will pay the, the fans that travelled to Wembley last season, hopefully pay them back for the disappointing display that we had last season um, against Hull. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Fingers crossed we continue this momentum that we've got um, and, and just touching on what Kevin was saying around the Twitter banter, um, there was one interesting thing that I saw on Twitter which said that uh, Leeds could potentially finish third in a two-horse race and uh, unfortunately that looks like it's going to happen this season. Lee, I have to ask you a question about Jordan Rhodes. Uh, he's a player that, that one of uh, my co-hosts wanted really badly at Fulham. So how has he worked out at Sheffield Wednesday? Um, yeah, good question, Russ. It's a difficult one to answer, really. Um, it's a striker that we've been linked with for many, many years. Um, every transfer window, it kind of came up as a potential signing, um, obviously with his, his dad uh, being part of the coaching staff at Wednesdays. But um, it's been a little bit of a funny one because I think uh, the weight of expectations potentially caused a lot of the issues for the fans anyway. Um, you know, £10 million, um, a club like ours has not spent that much money on a, on any player, um, never mind somebody whilst we're in the championship. So the expectation um, has really meant that uh, the fans have uh, been disappointed, really. Um, he puts a lot of effort in. He works hard for the team. Um, you can see he's got quality, but he's just not finding himself in the right positions. Um, and he's found himself out of the team. And 
at the minute, um, it doesn't look like he's going to get back in anytime soon, which is, is crazy, really, when we spent £10 million on him. That's right. It's just, it's funny because we were so focused on getting Jordan Rhodes and uh, we actually put you high up in the playoffs at that point because we thought that was the move that was going to take you over the top. But it seems like it's been other players that have done that for you. Yeah, yeah. And and, and we were the same. So when we signed him, I think there was uh, some of my friends felt like we'd, we'd already secured our place in the playoffs with that uh, signing. But um, our form through February and March didn't um, show any sort of potential that Jordan Rhodes was going to come and, um, and be the, the signing that we needed. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's confidence or whatever, but um, he's, he's not scored, I think he's only scored two goals since he's been at the club. So he's definitely lacking in confidence, but um, it's a surprise. And the only thing I, I can see of is, is an asset to the club now. Um, he might be going through a bad patch, but you know, he's, he's one in two record in the championship. Um, before he signed for Wednesday so you would imagine that he'll find his form eventually and that could only be a good thing for Sheffield Wednesday I agree yeah just moving into the the second topic for today now uh, Brighton were promoted last week and it looks like they're probably going to go up as champions if they win one of their final uh, two matches just want to get your guys thoughts on Brighton this season do you think they're now the model to follow for championship clubs and do you think that they they have the set up to establish themselves in the Premier League Uh, anyone just jump in on this Okay, I'll go first. Uh, just want to say, Brighton actually is very interesting because uh, last season I said I, I wanted Fulham to follow the model of Brighton. Uh, they're they're very difficult to beat. Actually, I look at them a little similar to uh, to Leeds United. Uh, just the way that that it's a team that you don't want to play and that will take advantage of their chances. Uh, and they've spread out the goals a little bit, and, and uh, they've added Glenn Murray this year, which is, I think, taking them over the top. But, uh, but they spread the wealth around with Brighton, and uh, I would say, you know, I, I think they're going to stick for a bit in, in the Premier League because I think they have a system. It's worked under Hewton. Hewton already has shown that he can do it uh, um, in the Premier League. With Norwich City, yes, they do go down eventually, but he can do it. So I think they're going to stick for a bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, the the one thing I would say on Brighton is that the, the, the two teams they played this season that were in the Premier League last season, I'll exclude Norwich because they are, yeah, they're not really, a, I wouldn't consider Norwich a Premier League club, but Newcastle and Aston Villa traditionally Premier League clubs. Right. And the three matches that New, uh, Brighton have played against them this season, they've, they've lost twice and drawn once and they've got Villa again on the final day. So there's an opportunity for them there. But it's in matches like that that I feel like Brighton's sort of their problems have showed, especially against us when we played them. Like when we've played typical championship teams this season, uh, Ipswich, Blackburn, we've struggled. But Brighton sort of tried to play football against us, and they were shot down, and, and we scored when we when we had our chances. It was just there was a there was a difference in quality. And although they're going to win the league, I'm still more confident in Newcastle next season over Brighton for that reason alone. And I think Chris Hewitt is the right man for that job. He he's, he's gets a bit of a, a bit of an unfair crack for what he's done in the Pro League. I thought he was fine at Norwich. He got a mid-table finish and then he wasn't backed properly. And it's a difficult league. Norwich are always going to be a club that are likely to struggle in the Premier League. And, and that happened. He was, Newcastle, uh, he, he, was doing a, yeah, he was doing a great job at Newcastle, but obviously they, uh, they sort of uh, wanted a different direction. So I thought it was a bit unlucky there. Whether he'll do it with Brighton next season in the top league, 
It depends what players they get in, I suppose, and how much budget they've got. Because you need some quality players in the Premiership to sort of last the season. So it'll be interesting to see how it does. But I'm pleased with the guy because he's one of the nicest managers around, really. And I'm really pleased that he's had a good season, to be honest. Yeah, I'd just like to add to that as well. Um, obviously, on the back of um, getting so far in the semi-final of the playoffs last season and, and showing our, our sort of um, potential last season when we beat Brighton, this season, um, I've kind of used Brighton as a bit of a, a guide, really, as to where we are um, currently. Um, obviously, seeing them flying high at the top of the table, I kind of looked at our team and thought, well, where have we improved uh, compared to last season? Um, you look at the players that uh, Chris Hilton brought in and you know he strengthened at the back. He brought in experience um, in, in the middle and um, goals basically up front through Glenn Murray. Um, and for me... I, I judge Brighton and think where they were last season to where they are now. Um, they've done absolutely fantastic. They've got they've got fantastic players, and and for me, I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't sort of kick on like they have done. And um, it's all credit to to the work that they're doing down in Brighton. Chris Hughton has done a fantastic job. Um, like a couple of guys have touched on, um, I felt it was really um, harshly treated by, um, especially Newcastle. Um, so for him to be getting the rewards for putting a, a fantastic team together, um, I, I'm really happy for them. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. I think I, I, I live in Brighton, so I have a slightly biased view in, in what they offer as a city. The city is a Premier League city. They've got a great stadium. The, the training ground is absolutely amazing. Like they, they are a Premier League club in everything but name until now. They finally got there and they've got the finance behind them to build on that. I just hope that Chris Hewitt doesn't stay overly loyal to the players that got in there. I know it's a little bit harsh to say, but I think they, they've got quite an old squad for the championship. They've got a few sort of younger players in Duncan knockout, but if Glenn Murray's never really done it in the Premier League. Bruno, their captain, I think he's 34, 35. He's, he's getting on a bit. And they've got a few other players like that. I think they need to they need to invest in the right areas, bringing four or five in, in the right positions. Stick with the spine of that team, but add quality. And if they do that and, and they get their transfer business right, they should have no problem staying up in the Premier League. I, I do think that. I think they've been excellent this season and they 100% deserve to win the league. If they don't, then I will feel quite bad for them because they've absolutely been the best team in this division and they, they do deserve it. But just moving on to player watch now, I just want to ask each of you who, who impressed and disappointed in your club's most recent fixture. Uh, if you can't... Uh, pick either for your own club you can talk about somebody from the opposition so we'll start with you on this one Russ well for me it has to be Stefan Johansson scores two goals and is influential uh in this match it's especially important playing against Huddersfield Town where they want to possess the ball and uh just like we do uh and he was able to to really um be an influence in this match uh the unfortunate situation with us with uh Stefan Johansson is that uh, he went off injured at the end of the match. Uh, the um, reporters asked uh, Slavisa Jokanovic after the match if he was going to be available for the Brentford match, and reportedly he will be. Hopefully he will be, but uh, that's a little bit of a worry for us. But it definitely definitely has to be Stefan Johansson. A player that disappoints, it's, it's funny because uh, this is a player that can really run hot, and at some points can be a little bit reckless, and that's Ryan Fredericks. Ryan Fredericks, you know, can run very quick. He's just someone that's very aggressive up and down the pitch. The problem is that aggression can cause yellow cards, and uh, he was lucky not to 
get a second yellow yesterday, which would have put former man down late in the first half. So he would be the player that actually I have to point out negatively for Fulham. Yeah, Kevin, who who impressed and disappointed for Leeds this weekend? Um, it's hard to pick on any player really because um, you can't really, you know, we've had a great season overall, and you can't really pick on anybody saying that they've been weak or that they haven't played well. But I suppose one guy who does get picked on a little bit is the young lad called Calvin Phillips, who's come through the academy. He was in the midfield with Ronaldo Vieira yesterday. Two young kids in midfield, basically. And things didn't really happen for him. His passes were going astray. People were going by him quite easily. He was getting frustrated, you could tell. But he's only a young kid. He took it, he took it in the neck, I think, on, on Twitter yesterday as well. Like, why are you picking him? You know, drop him, please. Get O'Kane in the team. He's on the bench. He's been our sub for the last six games. So I think he's getting slightly unfairly picked on because he's only a kid. But uh, I think looking at the game yesterday, the midfield was a bit weak. Vieira was another young lad who's come through the academy as well. He's, he played really well, but you can't rely on two kids to sort of um, play against a Burton team. We've got very, very professional seasoned pros in their team who've been around the block a little bit, and they took advantage of that, I think, a little yesterday. Pablo Hernandez, he tried to make things tick a lot like he usually does, but his balls weren't working out. He, he was trying hard, but things didn't really come off for him yesterday. So it was just one of those bad days at the office yesterday, I think, really. But if you look at the season overall, they've all done their little bit here and there, and it's it's a bit hard to pick on anybody. I think Rob Green's been outstanding over the last few games. But when you start saying that you keep as your best player in the side, that sort of says a lot that you are getting a lot of... Um, ammunition thrown at you really and you, you don't really want that in a game I prefer he, if Green decided a quiet game now and again now but uh, um, going into the last two games you know you can't really pick on any player and say they've been bad because overall we've been overachieving most of the season so I think overall you know we, we've done okay but we've just missed out or oh, it looks like we're going to miss out of the uh, the final hurdle and Lee, who who impressed and disappointed for Sheffield Wednesday this weekend? Um, yeah, obviously uh, it'd be easy to pick um, Stephen Fletcher due to his goal again uh, and the current run he's on. But um, I'd like to highlight uh, Gary Uper's performance, um, particularly since he came back from injury just a couple of games ago, really. Um, he's a player that um, the Sheffield Wednesday fans uh, love to watch. Uh, you can see that he's played um, at a high standard um, his, his touch and his link-up play is absolutely fantastic um, and he, since coming back from injury he's looked every bit the player that he was um, leading up to the semi-finals last season um, he, he, his all-round game is he, bringing people into play and creating opportunities for different people um, most recently he's created a couple of chances for Stephen Fletcher which um, you know, if he took them on it on his day to being sitting on uh, a few more goals. But the other standout performance for me, probably not for how he played yesterday, but in terms of uh, how he's sort of finally got back after a long injury is uh, Kieran Lee. Um, I know that uh, Louis talked about him uh, recently. Um, he's a massive player for the club. Um, his energy and his work rate in the middle of the park really drives us forward. And for a long time this season, we've missed that. 
Um, we've we've missed that player who's got the ability to take the ball in in his own half and and drive forward. And um, it was great to see him in the starting lineup yesterday. Um, I wasn't expecting it, if I'm honest. I didn't think he'd start the game, but to, to have him back um, so close to the end of the season, such a vital part of the season, um, is a massive, massive bonus for us. So two players that are back from injury, um, they're the two people that I would sort of describe as being the standout people um, over the weekend. Um, hopefully they continue uh, pushing the team forward now. Yeah, and before we wrap up the podcast today, I just want to move on to match previews. Uh, I'll, I'll briefly talk about Newcastle's game tomorrow. That was the first one up. We're at home game against Preston, which I guess is the same game week as, as the guys have already been talking about, but we've yet to play it, so I'll talk about that. Preston, a team we've beaten twice already this season. We beat them, I think it was 5-0 in the Cup, 6-0, something like that. And, and then we beat them 2-1 at Deepdale in the league. And, and from what I've read about Preston recently, I think they're they're sort of a club that are on the beach already. They've sort of maybe given up a little bit, uh, as is expected this time of the season. You know, a lot a lot of clubs do it, and and, and you know it'll be. In, but I think if there's one game that will get them up, it's definitely coming to St James's Park and, and having the opportunity to sort of be those, those people to ruin the party. I think every, everyone's going to turn up tomorrow expecting you guys to get promoted, and, and Preston have got the chance to sort of delay it for a night at least until Huddersfield play Wolves. So. It'll be interesting to see if they are up for it. If they're up for it, they've got a very good chance. We're nervy at home. We're not in good form at all. Um, we've really, we've really, we've really messed up these last few games. We've 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 messed up, uh, and it, it makes me feel like some of the players' mentalities are not quite there. I think Rafa's going to have a big job on in the summer to sort of get that right for the Premier League. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. A massive opportunity for everyone. If they get it done, then then it will be everyone will forget about all the struggles recently, and it it will be great, and it will be great to see. I think we'll probably do it. We don't often lose two games in a row, so I'm going to rule out a loss. And, and I think we'll, we, it's just that night. There's, the pressure's been massively eradicated by Huddersfield's results, so I think that we'll go out there and and, and get one or two goals and, and get that get finally go over the line, and then I can stop worrying about whether we'll go up or not because it's really taken over my life. But I think we're going to do it tomorrow. I think we're going to go up, and it's going to be more relieving than than joy. I think it's going to be more relief than joy on time side. But we're going to do it. I think we're going to get the win and be a Premier League club again on Monday night, which is going to be great. But um, moving on to your games now next weekend, we'll start with you, Russ. Uh, Fulham against Brentford, a local derby. I think Brentford have been one of the best teams during recent weeks. So they've they been excellent, scoring a lot of goals. And it's going to be a difficult one, especially where Fulham's better performances normally come away from home rather than at home. So how do you see this one going? Do you think it's one that you oh, can it's, uh, slip up in? Oh, boy. It's, it's not going to be easy. Uh, I'll feel better later on in the week when I know the uh, situation with Stefan Johansson. If he's going to be fit to play, I, I feel good about the match. But uh, you just said it. I mean, they're, they're an informed team. Just like we're an informed team, it's a local derby. It's a it's a big match at Craven Cottage. We have actually done very well on the road. Uh, hit or miss sometimes at Craven Cottage. You know, maybe I, I can't put my finger on it, but um, it is starting to get back to being a fortress, but it's just quite not there yet. Uh, so this is going to be hard, but but confidence has to be high after winning four in a row. Just just like what's going on with Sheffield Wednesday, winning five in a row. You have to feel confident. And uh, so I'm going to go with a feeling, even though they're in form, we're in form, we're at home. We should win this. We should take care of business. And then hopefully at that point, that that would pretty much solidify us being in the top six because of goal differential. So uh, I'm going to go for a full victory here. 
Yeah, and Kevin, you've got a, a home game against uh, Norwich. You touched on it earlier. How do you see this one going? Do you think Leeds can get back to winning ways and put pressure on those above them? Yeah, I think it's all set up, really. It's, it's going to be a full house. It's been sold out for a little while now. Obviously, probably expecting us to be in the playoffs by now, I should imagine. That's why the tickets went so quickly. But I think we're going to go down there and hopefully finish off our home form with a good victory. I know Norwich have been playing quite well recently, but the pressure's been off them, really, because they haven't really got a full-time manager and they're nowhere near the playoffs. And they've just been sort of, apart from the Fulham home defeat, I think they've been playing quite well since then. So I think they'll come and try and, like you say, try and spoil the home party. But whatever happens, if we, if we get a good victory, the players will get a good um, send-off going into the Wigan game. And you never know, results might go our way. There might be a miracle on Saturday and you might we might be still in it going into Wigan. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. I must admit, I've been looking forward to most of our home games this season because we have been playing really well at Ellen Road. It's been great to watch the team. Um, I think it's one of our best home um sequences of results in a long, long time and not a lot of teams now come to Ellen Road and, and uh, sort of uh, pinch the three points but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and hopefully we'll still be in it going into the Wigan game on the final game but uh, I think that's more in hope than anticipation but uh, it's been a good season whatever happens and I'm looking forward to our final home game against Norwich on Saturday. Yeah, and finally Lee, Sheffield Wednesday have got a, a trip to Portman Road to face Ipswich which Although they lost to Rotherham at the weekend, I think they made nine changes. And I will attest to them being very good the other week when we played them. They're absolutely incredible and probably one of the best teams we've played this season. Although I think that was the exception rather than the rule for Ipswich. How do you see this one going? Do you think you'll go there and get the win? Um, well, fingers crossed. Um, I think you're right. Um, in terms of home form, they're, they're one of the better teams at home. Um, I don't think anyone's beat them at Portman Road since uh, the late Derby victory uh, in end of January. So we're going there with um, confidence, but we're up against a team who, who don't really lose much at home. And um, although they've got nothing to play for uh, and the result on Saturday um, against Rotherham was disappointing, that kind of worries me as well. Um, I don't think Mick McCarthy will enjoy um, losing a couple of games on the spin, um, especially to uh, Sheffield Wednesday when um, he had so much success uh, just down the road at Barnsley. So for us, it's, it's going to be a difficult game. Um, it's one that if we can win, um, guarantees us a place in the playoffs. So for me, we need to be going there all guns blazing. Hopefully he picks um, our strongest team, um, especially with the injuries, uh, the players returning from injuries. So I, I'm really confident. Um, if you look at their team, it's not um, a strong team, really. There's, there's no outstanding players, but um, as Mick McCarthy does with every team, really, he gets them sort of playing in the right way, um, really solid, difficult to beat. I'm just hoping that we can go there and, and really um, put pressure on them. Yeah, and with that, we're out of time for today. So if you guys want to tell people where they can reach you or anything you're involved in, now will be a good time. Okay, you can reach me at the show, Cottage Talk on blogtalkgreer.com if you want to listen to it. It's also on iTunes and several different ways you can listen to the show, but the, uh, the best place to listen would be on blogtalkradio.com and you can follow me on Twitter, Russ underscore Goldman, and also the Twitter account for Cottage Talk at Cottage Talk. Yeah, Kevin Markey, uh, editor of Leeds United Mad website. Catch me on uh, my Twitter handle, Leeds United underscore Mad, um, on Radio Yorkshire, 
which they're doing a Sunday Night Live right now, um, and Made in Leeds TV, which we've got a Friday program called Our Leeds, aren't we? And we have uh, special guests on there every week. And also I do a little piece for The Sun Online for the Leeds United blog as well. So uh, catch me on any of those uh, mediums, and I'll uh, look forward to uh, hearing from you. Yeah, and finally, Lee Jenkins. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I've got two Twitter handles, which is at Second Touch Tackle uh, or at Jenks16. Um, and also, if you're interested in uh, non-league football, you can also find me um, doing uh, some writing for the Beautiful Game, which is the Northern Counties East League uh, football magazine. Um, and that's me, basically. Yeah, and you can get my Twitter at jakejackman with two ends. I write for EPL Index and the Boot Room, among various other sites, so check them out. I just want to thank Lee, Kevin, and Russ all for coming on today, and thank you guys for listening as well. You, we hope you join us again soon. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.